Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Keju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour Film and TV Edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Oh, I'm doing great on my end, sweetie. Everything is fabulous, and I am just anxiously and excitedly waiting for the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. And when this episode drops on Saturday, uh, it'll be time to get ready, get prepared for a Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. We're going to let everybody know our picks at the end of this episode. All right. That sounds good. My- I know you have your Super Bowl menu together. Okay. Doing, okay. But, you know, it's just all right. Well, I'll be over there. So okay. get it together. All right. I'm excited. Um, I also, uh, basketball has been in the headlines the entire week because we know Kyrie first, he got, he demanded a trade to go to the Dallas Mavericks. And guess who followed him? KD. KD. Yes. He didn't yes. Go, but he didn't go to Dallas. He went to the Phoenix Suns. So I'm excited to see what happens with KD and the Suns. I hope that they all can stay healthy. You know, because over the past few years, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, injuries between KD, uh, CP3, and even Booker. Yeah. And wish good luck to Kyrie. You know, Kyrie, he has yeah, Kyrie, the, looking at life, but yeah, yeah. positive vibes. The, the Mavericks uh, won the first game that Kyrie played in. So, so that was really good. I don't think Luka was on the floor much, but, uh, or at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and they won, so that's good. That's getting off to a good start. So good luck to both of them. I don't know what's up with the Nets, but the you Nets know. actually won their couple games. But I think yeah. I think the Nets are in trouble. I think it's rebuild for the Nets. Uh, yeah, well, it looks that way. But you know, things were so chaotic so long there for them, even with you know a whole lot of talent. So let's hope that they can get the personalities and the talents to mesh. And good luck to the Nets as well. Okay. Um, so we're gonna do we're gonna do a toast and we're gonna do some vodka. Uh, you know we, we love vodka here. Um, King seventy nine vodka uh, because we love we love King seventy nine vodka Michael. and Clippers. Thanks, right? Clippers, That's yeah. right. Okay, here is to let's raise our glasses to long life, prosperity, health, wealth, happiness, and good luck, fellas, on for the Super Bowl. Good luck. To you, Patrick, good luck to you, Jalen. And you are already both stars in our eyes. Okay, salud. Salud. Woo. Okay. All right, so first off, we have to talk about some movies. These movies are a little bit more serious, so we're going to, you know, start out with them first and then lead up to light-hearted fun. So first, Ma, is Breaking, and that's starring John Bayoga and the late, great Michael K. Williams, and it is based on a true story. Yeah. Brian Easley is a decorated Marine, a veteran um, in dire financial strait, um, and as a result of systemic failure. He's on the verge of homelessness and he's also a father and he did not receive his payment from the VA and he's at his within and he threatens to blow up a Wells Fargo bank. Right. Um, so Yeah. Well, you know what? what it's your just, it's mm-hmm. just a very heartbreaking story, true story. And um, it's just heartbreaking all the way around. And unfortunately, there are many, many people who go through 
maybe not something as extreme, but things uh, of very similar circumstances. And, it, you know, and you really, your heart goes out to our veterans and in addition to a, a debt of gratitude because they hold it down for all of us and they pay the price and they pay, many of them pay an unfair price. And um, in this particular situation, it was a good guy, a well-intentioned guy, a loving guy who just really sort of broke under the pressure. And um, it's a very intense story. And um, I will say to you, uh, it's a story that makes us want to advocate, makes us want to be aware that these things really do exist and to a greater extent than we realize. And also for us to open up our hearts because a lot of these men that we see on the street and they are homeless and they're suffering from post-traumatic stress and or substance abuse and any any other a myriad of, you know, uh, mental health disorders and our heart needs to go out to them, you know, and we need to just become more aware and become more active in volunteerism and just having uh, open hearts. So that's all I want to say. I mean, I don't want to tell you too much of the movie, but it is very intense. And um, I think there are lessons that can be learned by all of us, you know, in watching this movie. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, and I, I give away too much as well um you know it's a true story and it is heartbreaking um but i will say that uh give a shout out to john bon yoga for john boyoga for doing an excellent acting job and um, i also give a shout out to nicole bahari because nicole bahari has been out for a while and she's been uh miss juneteenth uh, she's been in 42 she's been in a honk for jesus baby soul she's been in shame she was in Sleepy Hollow, and she she does a really really good job, and I feel that um, she's really underrated, and want to give her a shout out. Um, I like I said, and obviously Michael K. Williams. Um, this is just heartbreaking. So, um, well done, but heartbreaking. And that's so, another that's another aspect of it when we think about Michael K. Williams and how he met his premature demise. So that's also another uh, you know very sad aspect uh, to the story. So I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm going to go top shelf, a low top shelf eight. Okay. Uh, I'm with you, daughter. I'm going to give it an, I'm going to give it an 8.5 and I'm going to give it an 8.5 because, you know, uh, we had, um, you know, two very strong, well, three, but two in particular noteworthy uh, performances. And the second one, obviously from the star and the second one was also from Michael K. Okay. And um, so I'm going to go 8.5. Top shelf, top shelf, top shelf, definitely. Okay, um, the second movie um, is Women Talking, and Women Talking is nominated for Best Picture by the uh, Academy Awards, and is also um, nominated for Best Cast and um, um, Best Ensemble for a SAG Award. And so this is directed by Sarah Foley, who is a former actress, um, and it's an all-star cast, mainly female. Um, Claire Foy, my, who played the queen, the young queen, uh, Runa Mara, uh, Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand had a much smaller very, role. She had a very small part. Yeah. And I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. No, not that she isn't a good actor, but, you know, I didn't want the film to be overwhelmed by her presence. Right. You right, know, right. yeah. And uh, Ben Wishaw. And so this is a story of women living in an isolated religious colony. Um, and they discover a shocking secret. 
the colony's men have been drugging and raping the women. And so this is kind of where the story starts. Uh, and the women are, they have to make a decision. And so uh, what are your thoughts on? Well, that? what I want to say is that once again, another heart-wrenching story of women being abused and raped and impregnated, physically and sexually abused, isolated, and just totally uh, uh, treated in a very inhumane way. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they were enslaved. You know, they had to do whatever they had to do. And, you know, to a great extent, they were basically slaves. And, and they were just brutalized. Only it was all women, you know. And um, it just was one of those stories where you say, you know, I hope they make it alive. I hope they, you know, make it to someplace better or something good happens for them. You're rooting for those women to somehow free themselves, you know, from the situation that they're in. And I will say this, that through all the brutality and heartbreak, and I don't want to go into specific details, but it's a lot. And I just want to say that um, there is a ray of sunshine in the movie okay and that's all i want to say okay. i do want to say other things but you know i don't want to give away too much i will say that it is very thought-provoking and it's a story of enslavement it's a story of, of slavery it's a story of, of enslavement and enslavement was not limited to only uh people from africa from the continent of africa uh all peoples from different parts of the world have some history of enslavement yeah. right at well yes. And women, but this one is about women, you know. So, um, it it's intense. It's a very intense movie. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was just uh very enraptured with the entire movie. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, what do you give it though? I'm going again. I'm going with a, a little lower top shelf, and I'm going with an eight. An eight top shelf. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. A top shelf eight. Uh, you know. At least, you know, there is some hope. Let's just say that. Right. Okay. Uh, our next and final movie of the week is Spoiler Alert. And this is based on a true story starring Jim Parsons. If I know Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory. And Ben Aldridge and Sally Field. Yeah, he's Sheldon. For yeah. whoever may not be a fan of Big Bang. Well, that was a really big picture yeah, well, right? yeah. Okay. yeah well yeah, okay yes anyway, yeah um so, so it's this is this is based on a true story it's a love story in which we know the hero dies from the beginning um that's you know that's nothing that they try to hide so we see the 14 year love story of michael asuelo the journalist and founder of tvline.com and his late husband kit uh, and I, um, I think that I probably, um, I don't want to know if you want to say enjoy because it's, you know, a sad story that we know from the beginning, but, um, I, I thought it was pretty decent. I thought the acting was good. Um, I thought, um, it was a true love story in which it wasn't, was imperfect, which to me is, is real. Uh, I, I liked it and I didn't think, and I want to say this, um, you know, it was obviously a same sex relationship, a gay, uh, a gay relationship. Uh, I didn't think that it hit on like, you know, stereotypes that we see. I felt that it was just a, a love story. And, and I really just 
I liked it. I, I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty decent. What are your thoughts, Mom? I thought it was very mediocre. Yeah. I I did think it hit on a couple of stereotypes. Uh where, you know, the gay men they just go to the club and pick up somebody and go to bed with them. I thought, you know, the hypersexualized gay man. Okay. Uh, and I've seen that too many times. And I didn't like the piece where this is a grown man who has his own apartment, living on his own and, you know, taking care of himself. But yet he's still hiding from his parents that he's gay. You know, he tells his he tells his um tells his boyfriend to go home and, and take the, the his art off the walls because his parents are coming to visit. I thought, you know, I think we've uh, progressed beyond that. He's not a little teenager okay. living in his home. I, can I just check with that? Because that was like probably like 20 years ago. Or right. Whatever. 20 years ago, which would have been in uh, 2003. Okay. I don't think people would have been acting like that at his age. I think I, I think that was no. I think that was a little bit uh, condescending toward the audience. Not at his age. He was not in their home. He had his own whatever. And what does the art mean? Art is or everything. Okay. Why are you so hypersensitive about that that you don't even want them to see the art and in your house where you pay rent? You know. So I, I just you know I wasn't feeling that, and I thought it was slow in some areas, and you know. Um, I just thought that, you know, I've seen, you know, a lot of love stories, gay, straight, whatever, that were done much better. And, oh. and you know, at, at times I found, my, I found myself losing interest in it. Well, I guess for me, what I, I one of the things that I did like, too, was I liked that Jim Parsons was not Sheldon. I like that he played a character different than what we were accustomed to seeing him play. And I also liked Sally Fields. I thought I liked her. I thought well, she was like a, a very yeah. Sally Fields played good, and she was a sweet and supportive mom. Uh, that part I do agree with. She played well. Uh, I didn't like it when, uh, you know, when the one of the main characters I forget his name, Kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Kit was you know very sick, laying on his deathbed, so to speak. Then all of a sudden, you know, his lover, Jim Parsons, wrote character, asked him, did you really cheat on me? You know, I, I thought that was, yeah, I, I didn't like the way that the writers wrote it. Because at that point, it was totally irrelevant, you know? And um, even though Jim Parsons was very caring, and I thought Jim Parsons, I didn't like the way Jim Parsons played that, uh, an ex-fatty who was very sensitive about his body. I didn't like the way he handled that. He could have divulged that, of course, you know, but I thought, that's how he referred to himself. That isn't my language, that's him, you know, and I I didn't like that he referred to himself that way, you know, um, no, I, you know, I thought it was just something, it was a very mediocre. Okay, what do you give it, Mom? I give, I give it a premium. I'm I'm giving it a premium, I'm giving it a six, maybe 6.5. Okay, I I give it a premium as well. I'm going to go premium seven. Okay, I guess I don't think we were that far. Okay, apart. okay, As, you yeah. know, I just thought the and and yeah, and you know what, and 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 two, I think that uh probably I had a different expectation. Okay, I probably had like a little higher expectation. Okay, and maybe it didn't meet that, and then that's also uh after the fact that. I had just seen such a beautiful 
love story, gay love story on um, The Last of Us, which was oh, just so yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And for some reason, it was so good, it stayed in my mind. Yeah. And and I guess I was doing, making some re- like recent co- comparisons of recent gay love stories. Yeah. And to me, this long movie that they did, d- d- you know. It was different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, j- it just didn't compare yeah. as favorably yeah. as I thought it would have. Well, I, I'll just say this one thing. The, what I can say, The Last of Us was a beautifully written Story. It was just so well written and, and acted. And acted. Yeah. But it was a story. It wasn't a real Yeah. Real story. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I got it. that. This uh, the the uh, the movie they get, not, well they get not even not. less credit for it being real because it's already written. You know, it's already well, written. Well, so but, you don't need as much so you don't need as much to elevate it. You know, I, I, I but what if that's okay? That's really happened, maybe it did really happen that way. Okay, but in even even when stories are based on reality, they still have script writers and they still add and take away things. Okay, well, so let, let, let's move on. I feel like we still aren't that far apart. Okay, in the final analysis, we're close. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of TV shows. And number one is the season two premiere of Harlem. And we have our girls back, uh, Megan Good, Grace Byers, Jeremy Johnson, and Shaniqua Shandell. Uh, so Megan Good, obviously everyone knows Megan Good. Her character, Camille, um, is back and undecided. Well, she's not undecided. She misses Ian and they kissed. And so she's broken up the uh, a pending marriage of her ex, Ian. Right. Uh, Quinn is discovering or a, a lesbian relationship. Ty is dealing with some of her um, promiscuous behavior and all of the information being out there in the streets and eventually meeting her match and also dealing with her former best friend who happens to be her husband that nobody knew about, um, who's back to get what I guess he feels he deserves. Whatever he can get now that she's so successful. Right. And yeah. is where the picture started off. That's where she is at the beginning of this season. Jobless and horny. So my... Um, what are your thoughts on the first couple of episodes? The first two, because we haven't seen the third episode. Yet. I actually, I, I said that I enjoyed the first two episodes. Of course, there were things that I didn't like about it. I didn't like it that Angie is so totally promiscuous. I don't like it that she is so promiscuous and reckless. I don't like that because underneath all that, to me, is a level of self-loathing. She's not a person who's just enjoying sex, period. She's a person who just feels that she's only, who just seems to only be relating to men on the level of sex. I don't see her cultivating any relationship. She's just going to bed with these people. Yeah. You know, and that's what bothers me. Not that she's enjoying sex. Good. She should be enjoying sex. But just anybody, everybody, and the relationships never go beyond that. Right. And and that's a problem. Yeah. You know, for me, that's a huge problem. Okay. So I don't like that part. So so to me, because there's a level, you know, let's call it what it is. There's a level of self-loathing yeah. uh, under there. Okay. And 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 it's coming really to the surface. Yeah. You know. 
So we have to look at that for what it is. Okay. Quinn, uh, Quinn, who's just, you know, exploring her uh, multi-sexuality. Okay, Quinn, yeah, her fluidity. Quinn gives too much too soon. Right. You know, Quinn, Quinn, Quinn. When you know she is attracted to this woman and she has the, the couple of dates or whatever with the woman and she's just ready to change her whole life. Right. Instead of saying, let's explore, let's take this easy, let's see, you know, let's see how it goes, right. whatever. Oh man, she is just all ten toes down, you know, right. and she's just barely getting to know the woman, and that can be. It's scary and intimidating to people. Right. Because they want to know why you're so clingy and needy. What's going on? Right. You know, and even are you mature? Because is this the way you act with everybody? When you meet somebody and in two or three dates leave me? You know, what's going on right. here? You know, so Quinn's got to, you know, learn how to, you know, take it easy and have faith and confidence that, you know, she will get into a fulfilling relationship and she doesn't have to just jump you know, all in before she even knows how deep the water is. Right. You know. Right. So that's the thing with Quinn. Uh Megan Good's character. What's Megan's name? Camille. Camille. Camille has to stop playing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has to stop playing. Make up your mind. Whatever you want to do, be that, do that, and say that. That's all. You know, and stop acting like she has a choice of men because we all know men go and do what they want to do. Okay, right. so you know, so just quit playing around and get serious. She seems to be settled in on her former boyfriend, yeah. Ian, right? Yeah. I still call him Billy from Tyler Perry, you yeah. know. She settled in Tyler Leftley or something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so she seems to be right now. I think she, I think she really probably does really love him. I do, I think so. Yeah. But she, yeah. you know, she has to. Stop being so goofy. She yeah, has to yeah. seem like she's supposed to be a professor. Come on. Right, right. She and like she, yeah, she's even indecisive and silly when she in her with her interactions with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Right. And Whoopi Whoopi is great. Whoopi is just cool, cool as she could be. I love Whoopi all anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because I where Megan said that Whoopi really helped her through her divorce. Okay. And that was that was really okay. nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Whoopi. Um, so I, I like that part. Um, who did I leave that? Oh, oh, oh Ty. Uh, Ty. Yeah. Okay, now Ty, listen, Ty. All right, now whatever you're gonna do with this ex-husband, whatever y'all got going, I don't know. I'm not gonna delve into that because not enough has been revealed. What I see of him is just look like he got his hand out looking for some money. Well, that feels relationship based on what she said. I, you know, I got it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know whatever that all was, but it just seems like he's like now trying to get money. But this is what I want to say for you. I want you to open up. I want you to open up your heart. Because it seems that you can't even commit to a plan. Okay? Yeah. You you know, you can't even commit to a, a puppy mm-hmm. because it requires too much care. Yeah. Okay? You had a plan and you destroyed the plan in a day or two. Well, okay? Yeah. Most of us take a little longer to kill them. Yeah. Okay? It's like two weeks. You know, most of us, it takes a while. You know, we do water it for a few weeks or something before it just goes over. That's true. You know, but so I want you to delve into either through introspection and or therapy or or whatever, okay? I want you to to treat yourself better. 
Yeah. And open up your heart and connect to something or somebody. Yeah. So that's what I want to see for you. Okay. And uh, so uh, I like it and I'll continue to watch. I'm a fan of yeah. the goofiness and the triumphs and the failures and the everything. I'm a fan and I will continue well, to watch what, it. Well, what I will say is, and we know we have run the world. We just forgot about that. I know that's coming back again. Okay. Another similar show. Very where, similar. Where they're, yeah. where they're in Harlem too, right? I think they're in Harlem. Harlem or Brooklyn. Uh, that show was, was was pretty good. Um, I think this season is starting off of Harlem better than last season. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't like some of the choices. I'm not gonna go into it because we got a lot of other stuff, but right. um right. I am enjoying that they all have their very distinct personalities. Absolutely. Even though some of them, like Angie in particular, I don't like her character, yeah. but I understand. The cat and, and her happy, right? And I, I like the friendships. I do I like the bones. I like. I do. I do believe yeah. that they have like a genuine friendship. I and, like and I like that a lot. And they can talk to each other. Yeah, you know. And I like, I that. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's move on to the well. Yeah, the final show of the week, not our reality show, but um, it's you season four. My, I'm not going to talk too much about this because I want to finish the first half, which is. Five episodes of the first half, and then they're going to premiere the second half of season four, March 9th. Um, so I'm just going to say that it started off with a bit of a pivot for Joe. He's in Paris, and um, he's still after, you know, his quote-unquote love, Marion. I don't know. He says he's in love with her. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he is. Um, but he's assumed another identity. He's a professor now. Jonathan. Jonathan yeah. yeah. And he's in with the rich and, you know, the elites, they're, you know, they're very well educated, have a lot of money, artists. And um, he wakes up after a while party and finds one of them, Malcolm, dead. And it looks like that's how this season is going to kind of flow with us trying to figure out who really killed Malcolm. Because we don't initially think it is Joe. But I don't think it's Joe. But but, but it, apparently it's not. Or maybe it is. Well, we, well, don't, we don't really know. But what we're kind of thinking is not and because just based on the history, we always knew it was him. And yeah, have a stalker. Right, so. right, right. So and and we don't know exactly what's going on with that. Well, I would say this. Um, that what's the name of the woman that he supposedly loves? Marion. A uh, Marion. Right. I don't blame Marion for you know not wanting to deal with him. Yeah. I don't blame Marion because his love soon turns into just a bunch of cadavers. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting once again, you know, yeah, it's, it's mysterious and, you know, a lot of action and well acted, lots of interesting characters. So it's good again. And it's him up to his, you know, murderous ways. Yeah. And we will follow up with the rest of you um, next Saturday and we'll let you know our thoughts on that. Okay. Okay, so my, let's get into a couple updates. You know, this is like, this is Super Bowl weekend, but we also got to talk about a couple of, uh, you know, updates from be the basketball world, one in particular. Okay. So Mr. LeBron James broke the all-time NBA scoring record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That was for almost 39 years. Yeah. No, I wow. talked about it. Remember I talked about it before when I, I was psychic and I said, Mom, I think he's going to break the record. I think he only needed like 35 points at that yeah, time. Yeah. And then he broke it like that night. Yes. So that was a little clarifying to see that a man who 
scores 30-something points almost every game, scored 30 points that day. Okay. I'm very talented. Right. Okay. And, all right, we're all we're going to talk football world right now, okay? Uh, Patrick Mahomes won his second NFL MVP. Congrats. Yes, he had a vision that Patrick Mahomes was going to win the MVP, too. Well, who came in second, Ma? Joe Burrow. Jalen. Jalen. And it wasn't close. It wasn't close. It was like 48 to 2. What was that? I heard the score. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You said it was Joe Burrow. No, I was only joking for Burrow Land. You know how you became Burrow. Joe Burrow Land. Listen, wait a minute now. Don't forget everybody talking all that talk. We know that Patrick is the man and Patrick Patrick is up there and Jalen's doing wonderfully too. But don't forget, Joe Burrow still has a winning. Uh, record against it. He still has a record. Uh, uh, they won. Uh, Patrick and those won when they needed to to get into the Super Bowl. Yeah. But 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 he still has that record. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, that's okay. I know something, but I'm saying it's not like he, he has a better. He has a better team. Yeah. But what my point is, well, it's not like Joe Burrow is a scrub just because Patrick beat him. No, I just think yeah. Joe Burrow has a better team that well, and he's not in the Super Bowl. That doesn't make sense. Joe Burrow has better weapons. Right. But I guess they didn't play him as well. Okay. Oh. Okay. okay. To Patrick, you know, congratulations to you, Patrick. Do your thing, Patrick. That's wonderful. All right, so here's some not so great news. Um, so your friend, which friend? And this is not your friend. I have okay. Brett Favre, who remains embroiled oh, in welfare fraud, welfare fraud scandal in Mississippi yeah. State history, yeah. filed three separate defamation lawsuits Thursday against the state auditor and Shannon Sharp. And Pat McAfee doesn't matter. What are your thoughts on that, Mom? Nothing. He's just trying to. He's just trying to uh, escape from what he. You know, he's an egomaniac. We know that from that all the times he quit and came back and, and gave stood in Aaron Rodgers' way yeah, for boy, years. Doing the same thing too. He's over there in the cave. Yeah. Well. Eating okay. Mushrooms. Yeah. But wait a minute. He's maybe in the cave eating mushrooms, but he's not bothering anybody. Well, Brett, Brett, no, Brett Favre stealing from no, welfare. No, 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 that's what I'm talking oh, about. No, they're not. They're very dissimilar. Oh, no, he's not bothering anybody. You know, he's just, you know, behaving foolishly on his own. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, but that's his right to do that. Yeah. But, you know, Brett Favre is reaching out stealing from other people. Well, you yeah, know, no, Brett Favre, Brett Favre is, is not right. And then there's Boston Steve, there's a scarless lawsuit. He's just trying to put up a, a front. Trying That's to, all. Trying to get attention. Yeah. He should be ashamed of himself. He, he's trying to come he's to trying us. To, right. Yeah. Come, come to, to us. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be wonderful. You know, that'd be wonderful. Just do us. Because you're, you're, um, we believe, let me preface this by saying, it is my opinion, and we believe that you are a thief, Red Bob. Yeah, it's our opinion. We don't know for sure. But well, that's what it means. It is our opinion. In my opinion, you present yourself to be a dishonest person. Right. Okay. And we don't care who you sue. Good luck. Right. You're trying to steal again. <laughs> exactly. Okay, by now, this one you're not going to like. Okay. Um. So. I didn't like the last one. Well, go ahead. 
the Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson, who you know he won the Walter Payton and the Award in 2020. Oh no. Okay. So there is some issues with Wilson's foundation reported that it spent six hundred thousand on charity and one point one million on employee salaries from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, and it appears that his foundation spent twenty one point three cents of every dollar on charitable activities in twenty twenty and twenty seven point two cents of every dollar on charitable activities in twenty twenty one, and so. Rest of the money is going to employees or whatever the case so it's is. It's being mismanaged. It's being yeah. Yeah, what um, happens with a lot of charities? That's not like Trump who none of the all just went to him. No, well that's the thing. Okay, it's not right what's going on with Russell Wilson. Yeah, but he is not pocketing. No, no, of course not. No, the money is just called that. Completely. Okay. Completely. Okay. But okay. People okay. aren't happy about that. But I will say but this. They can, and they can fix that. Right. But I will say this. Please don't compare Russell Wilson to Brett Favre. Okay. Because that's what no. some people were doing. No. But they're not understanding. Okay. It's completely okay. different. Okay. All right. All right. Mine. All right. Oh, no, no. I feel it's going to be something really different. No, okay. It's not. And finally, Michael Irving has filed a $100 million lawsuit against a woman who accused him of misconduct, alleging that he's being railroaded with false accusations that are trying to ruin his career. Now, we don't know exactly what happened, but Michael Irvin says that he literally had a conversation with a woman that was under one minute. In public. In public. And he went to his room and she went wherever. I'm not sure. But he says that the hotel complained and complained about what the the hotel was the one who is causing all of the issues he didn't i don't think that he's saying the woman did it i'm not exactly sure what happened it doesn't seem right to me i'm not understanding what it is the lawsuit lawsuit accuses the hotel manager of reporting the alleged incident to the nfl with the intention of damaging the relationship and canceling urban so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. What any of that? We don't know what happened. Well, that then that goes down to some staff people. It's not ever the hotel. It's who on the staff and what went on. He says that he exchanged pleasantries with the yeah. with the employee, yeah. shook her hand, and went to his room alone. Got it. And even so, if he had gone with her, he didn't. As long as he didn't drag us kicking and screaming. Maybe she wanted to well, go and they, and they took him off the NFL Super Bowl coverage, and we really like Michael Irvin. That's right. We really, really do. So I was not happy about that. Right. I, I like Michael Irvin a lot. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's going on there. Well, listen, you know what? I hope you're totally, totally vindicated, Michael. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope so, too. I, mm-hmm. hope, I hope there's nothing to this story, and if it's nothing to the story, pay the man. That's it. That's pay it. Man. That's it. And so many unfair things happen. So, you know, I'm giving Michael the total benefit of the doubt. And I don't know what he would do in public. Right. What would it be? Right. What on earth is that you're doing in public? You know, no, I'm not. No, something's wrong with that story already. Okay, Ma, uh, let's do, since this is the Super Bowl, I'm going to try to run down this list quick. You can tell me if you even remember these. This is voted on by Yahoo as a Super Bowl Worst halftime shows. Worst. So number 10. 
Paul McCartney in 2005. I guess they wanted to have a more family-friendly show after Justin and Janet. Right. Do you remember it? No. Okay. Number nine, Indiana Jones in 1995. It was pretty much a commercial for the amusement park ride. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Number eight, The Who in 2010. No. Number seven, Winter Magic 1992. This was an over-the-top Broadway spectacle with skaters and sparkles. No. Number six. I that know means, you, go ahead. I know you remember this one. Black Eyed Peas, 2011. Usher had a guest appearance in Slash. I do remember I that. And I didn't think it was bad either. Oh. I do. And they did. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I really do remember that specifically. I think that was bad. No, I did not. This, I this disagree with you. No, yeah. no. Okay. Number five. The Blues Brothers in 1997. The guests, ZZ Top and James Brown couldn't save it, apparently. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Number four, It's a Small World in 1991. And the reason why they really gave it bad was because Whitney Houston sang the national anthem, and that was the highlight of the entire uh, Super Bowl. Well, that's probably all I watched. Right. And then they came out with kids thinking it's a small world. Yeah, I don't even, yeah, after Whitney's thing, I probably left the room or something. Number three in 2001, I know you remember this, Aerosmith, Britney Spears, Instinct, Nelly, and Mary J. Blige. I didn't think that was bad. Am I crazy? Nah, I don't know. Good. Okay. Number two, my, I'm not going with some of the things on this number list. Two, I don't know who this is. Elvis Presto, 1989, a magician. Mm, no, I probably didn't watch that one. Number one, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. It was only bad because of the negative uh, backlash against Janet. Right. The show would have been really good. Right, that. right. Yeah, I just don't like the aftermath right. and what it brought to Janet. Okay. That's all I have to say. Listen, we'll be glad to see Rihanna just come out there and strut up and down in some of her Rihanna wear and some of her 50 fragrance. Yeah. All right, now let's do a little bit of Married at First Sight because we've been talking too long today. Okay. Okay, so um, I'm going to take me another quick little toast. Um, so Jasmine and Eris, my air, uh, sorry, Jasmine run from Eris. He is not attracted to you, even though I don't believe in all that stuff, because I think that Jasmine has herself looking, you know, good and, you know, or whatever. She may not be whatever, like a beauty queen, quote unquote, you know, traditional look. But who is he? Right. Jasmine, you got it together. Right. You got it together, Jasmine. I know it's hard out here for a sister with it all together. I understand all that. We all understand that. But guess what? Anything worth having is worth putting in some time on. To you me, know what? She looks yeah. Just, hey, take it, yeah, take it. Do it like what Tupac said. The underground don't stop for hoes. Okay. That's right. Just keep on moving. Keep on get around. Get around, yeah. okay? You need a little bit more of, what's the name, Angie? You need a little bit more Angie in you. Who's Angie? From uh, Harlem. Oh, you oh need, yeah. You need, you need a little, just a little ounce more of Angie. And Angie need a whole lot more of you talk and about, her. And talk about the size of uh, somebody's butt. Uh, who was it? Uh, Serena Williams and Megan Thee Stallion? Right. And what could he do with it? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He better, he, uh, uh, and, you know what, and you know what, he need to call his, uh, his his cousin woman to come get him. All right. And that's, that's what he deserves. All right. All right. Yeah. Cheers, Mom. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> Nicole and Chris, 
don't really have much to say about them except that um, Nicole, just chill. Chris seems to really like you. Calm down. And Get don't run the man away. Stop saying I, I love you. And then stop asking him, does he love you every five minutes? You knew each other three or four days or whatever. Every five minutes, you love me yet? You love me yet? I don't want anybody that loves me that quick. If you that goofy-minded, no, you better go ahead because you might be loving the next person that walked through the door if right. you fall in love that quick. Nicole, relax and get to know the man. Right. And, you know, there's an old saying, man in hurry must not rush, okay? Right. If you're doing something important and you know you got something you want to take it, take your time and get it done right. Otherwise, you'll just be doing it again, okay? Man in hurry must not rush. Take your time, get it right, okay? And 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 allow yourself to enjoy this man, you know? That's it. Dominique and what's his name? McKinley? McKinley, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't see this working out. I had high hopes for it in the beginning. Dominique is not attracted to McKinley, uh, she gave them what a three, three or four, yeah, something like that. Physical attraction, yeah. romance, yeah. And then McKinley, you know, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he was just making up stories. I don't know why he was standing, he rode horses all the time. I don't know if he thought it was funny, I'm not sure, but there doesn't appear to be any attraction on Dominique's part to him, and so that I, I think this is doomed, mom. I don't see it. I think he may want to have sex with her. He, I guess he's, you know, who knows? He's not that honest. I well, think. he said he's a boob man, so. Yeah, well, well, whatever. I don't know what that means, but probably he might want to have sex with her. But if she don't want to have sex with him, that's not happy either. Right. So I don't know. And, and you know, to me, look, look, Dominique, as far as I'm concerned, she didn't have enough business on the show because she's too young. She's too young. She need at least, in my opinion, she need to do herself a favor and relax and take at least another five more years before she want to settle in. I really believe that. I really believe she's doing herself a disservice at this stage because um, no, no. Anyhow, I don't see them being simpatico at all. I don't see I, it. I don't see it. Mm -hmm. I don't see it at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Gina and Clint. Now, this was the whole big story about... Um, you know, Clint said that he wasn't attracted to, oh, not he wasn't attracted to, he normally dates women who were more slender, and Gina got upset, and then all the other women got upset. Now, I will say this, Gina was very offensive to Clint in private, um, and just out of the- So-called private, although it was on camera, so millions of us to see, but they were sitting alone at the time. I believe that Clint- is he may not be anymore he was attracted to gina and i believe yep, had gina not right. said what she said referring to his looks that that would have never came out right about right her right. not being slender right and gina and it's funny because gina is very sensitive about it she's like i have a 26 inch waist and oh i'm this is that yeah I'm but she got a 50 inch uh she listen, she she is a woman and that has say, and say it like right right yeah, she has put look just a real woman's body i'm totally fine with that but don't say things when you don't dish it if you can't take there it. there you go listen there's an old saying if you deal, you shuffle. Right. Okay. Right. It's all part of it. You step yourself out there, insulting people, throwing all kind of shade, then baby, you better be ready to receive it. It's all part of the game. Right. Just like you said, daughter, if you can 
take it, then don't dish. Then don't dish. You know, if you if you can't deal, if you go and play cards, right? Playing cards, you deal and shuffle, right? If you deal, you gotta shuffle. You know. So and, that's it. Yeah. And that's where I am with that. This couple is done. Let's just say that. Uh, well, in my opinion, they're done. Um, finally, Shaq and uh Kristen. I, I you know, Kristen, the the whole thing about, oh, I'm a pretty girl, oh, I bring all this, I don't want I don't care about that. That's ridiculous. Okay. I don't like her attitude towards him. I don't like her trying to make him into something that she wants. I don't like that she hasn't kissed this man yet. I don't know what is her problem. But in the real world, that's not how adults in their 30s that are married get down. You know what? And I'm looking at a whole, that's, that's totally true. And I'm looking at a whole different thing now. I'm looking at Shaquille. Shaquille is, however old he is, a grown man going for a PhD, a doctoral candidate. Okay? Right? Yes. This man... I'm pretty sure he's not a virgin. We have not heard that word used no. anywhere on the show. No. Okay, not this show. No. Okay. No. He seems very party and sophisticated and everything. I'm pretty sure he's had his, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why is it okay under these circumstances? Uh, cursing a nice looking woman. You think he hasn't had other dates and, and, and involvement with nice looking women? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. There's plenty of nice looking I'm women. I'm pretty and, sure. And remember that. Okay. I'm pretty sure he has. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Why is it that is okay? You know, and he said somewhere since the show started, he knows it's a deeper issue. About the kissing, yeah. than her just being a woman of such high morals or whatever. Right. Okay. He said that, but yet he said that early on. Yeah. In the confessional. Okay. Yeah. He said that. Now, so what is are we, you know, two, three days down the road, still no kiss, and he's still smiling from ear to ear, as if there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Why is he not addressing that this is BS? Right. Why is that okay? He's a man of the world. You know why? He, he's told he's dressed. He he, come on. That's the, he been out here. You know why, Mom? Because it's married at first. Because time. it's a show. And yeah. And, and it, it does not bring one like this. It does not bring one of it's not real. Right. It's not real. So whatever all they're doing, it's like he's reading a script. Right. That you'll never make me believe that this man who was self-sufficient got and listen, he got a hell of a personality. You see, he likes to party right. and he is in there. Okay. That a lot of people will be attracted to him. And wait a minute. And so you mean to tell me and that's okay? And he's okay with this? He no. sees and knows better than that. But everything is great, you know. No. Uh-uh, it's ringing, I call BS. And I like Shaquille, but all that little, oh, okay, I'm being patient with her, and all that, I, I call BS. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mom. We're going to um follow up with Married at First Sight again next week, because I think it'll be some more drama. Okay. All right, Ma, I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. Sun, the stars, the moon, 
uh, LeBron breaking the record. Oh, I was just about to say. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. I'm finished. I'm finished. I just threw an extra one in. The sun, the stars, the moon. Those are the three things that keep me going that I, I appreciate more than anything else that is non-human on the planet. Well, my like you said, the LeBron breaking the scoring record, the Puppy Bowl, and the Super Bowl. Okay. All right, guys. We got to give you our predictions. My what what. What's your prediction? I don't know about a prediction. And it's, I, you know what? We can't lose. I would love it if either one of them win. But I'm not going to be a punk. And I'm going to stick my neck out. And I'm going to say, oh, my goodness. I would cry if either one of them lost probably. Oh, my goodness. Now I don't even want to say it. You don't say it. And then I, I don't want to say it. who you think is going to win? I don't know who I think is going to win. I'll tell you who I think. I think that the Eagles are going to win. I think that the Eagles have a stronger team. But I will say this. If Patrick Mahomes wins, then he is the GOAT. He can still be in the conversation, even if he loses. But if he wins this, he's the GOAT already at the young age of 27. That's my my thought. And I think that, uh, you know, Jalen, I really like Jalen. Jalen has proven a lot. Um but that's what I will say about Patrick Mahomes if he wins. Okay. Okay. Anything before? I, 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 I was going to say, uh, give a, you know, who I want to win. Mm -hmm. But I find that I want them both to win for real. I want them both. But I want them both to win for real. You know, and to the point that I'll be sad for who, whichever one doesn't win. Yeah. So, um. I'm going to say good luck to both. I, I am going to be a punk. I'm just going to punk out and I'm not going to, you know, and I'm not going to say for anything. And I don't know who's going to win. I heard that, you know, the one team has a better running game, which would be the Eagles, and the other team has a better passing game. So that's it. All right, guys. Um, thank you for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour and all things Peju. Um, also, go to our YouTube page and subscribe all things Peju, the home of the Bambushi Happy Hour, and email us info at bambushihappyhour.com with all comments and any questions. And we'll discuss our book on February 25th. Ma, we want to tell everybody bye. Be safe. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.